pronounce everyone. Thank you for coming here. So I have the streaming set up and Om-makyana-tinyarandasya-gyananjana-shalakaya-chakshurum-militam-yena-tasmai-shri-gurave-namaha-siddhanto-tpala-saranityara-sikham-ham-sam-vilasatmakam-odarya-kya-sudham-as
uh, like we hear about um, converting from one religion to another, uh, converting from being non-religious to being religious. Um, but uh, conversion is, uh, I think, something that happens on, on many levels and, and gradually. Um, and, and of course, um, also Gaudiya Vaishnavas, uh, people who become Gaudiya Vaishnavas in, in the East, like in India, they will also have to go through a conversion, uh, even if they are born in a Vaishnava family. Also, of course, in the West, if you're, if you're born in a Vaishnava family, you will have to go, go through a, a conversion. Or if your conversion started in previous lives, you, you will have to go through further conversion. Uh, and this, this we call in, um, in Gaudiya Vaishnava terms, we call it anartha nivriti and artha pravriti, to, to give up the things that are unfavorable for bhakti and to um, embrace the things that are favorable, favorable for bhakti. Um, so, so I wanted to talk about there's, um, I came to think of, of, of a list of uh, unfavorable uh, things that are unfavorable to bhakti that are listed by Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his Bhajan Rahasya. Uh, and it's kind of similar to, to a list. Of, and I want to also for upcoming uh, episodes here, I want to kind of compare this list with um, uh, the list given in Madhurya Kadambini by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, which uh, some of you may have heard the Lal Chandra's lectures on this uh, in the past year. Uh, the anarthas listed there are uh, Duskritota anartha, Sukritota anartha, um, Aparadota anartha, and Bhaktiota anartha. So anarthas that come from uh, engaging in um, impious activities, so engaging in like being sinful, and then there are, are anarthas that come from being pious too, and anarthas from um, being offensive, and anarthas that come from uh, bhakti itself, interestingly, uh, because when you engage in bhakti, then uh, unfavorable things can come into your life from that. So but this list that I'm going to go through in uh, that is from Bhajana Rahasya, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, like also gives like it's a different. He gives a list of different types of anarthas rather than where they come from, uh, as Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur talks about. Um, so Bhaktivinoda Thakur talks about four different types of anarthas, uh, labeling them as. Tatvavi Brahma, Ridai Dorbalya, Aparad, and Asat Trishna. So you can hear that there, there is some overlapping here, uh, obviously in the in the um, in the lists, which is not a surprise. Uh, Tatvavi Brahma means illusion about spiritual knowledge, uh, and 
Bhaktivinoda Thakur gives um, for each of the four categories, he gives four kind of further divisions into each category. And so the first uh, division of uh, this Tattva Vibrahma is Sva Tattva Brahma. So illusion about the, the position of the self as a Tatashta Jiva. Um, recently in a Swami called Guru Maharaj, uh, my Guru Maharaj, uh, he, he said that th this like, this is mainly about uh, like foundational aspects of the philosophy. So it's, um, uh, which is one thing. And then there is the fine tuning of the philosophy, which is um, a different thing. So, so it's like not necessarily that, that someone has an anartha if, um, if there's just something to fine tune, like, as long as you understand the basic thing that like the soul is tatashta, uh, that it's infinitesimal and lies between the spiritual and material worlds in its nature, and that it, that it can um, it can function in in both on both sides. It can function both in the material world and in the spiritual world, uh, and that, that it's a servant of Krishna. Um, if you, if you have like that basic down, like that is um, uh, that is like the 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 most important thing that that you like. It would be considered an, an art, for example, if you, if you think that um, the the jiva and and brahman are non different in all in all respects. That once you attain self-realization there is no longer any jiva it's just uh, there's just brahman um but then like then there's so much more to uh, then there's there is more tattva to fine-tune um which uh, you, you could say it's like it's further it's further anartha nivritti, but it, it's not like having the. It's not as bad as if you have some tiny misunderstanding about some some tiny aspects. Um, you can still practice, and and the practice will will clarify those aspects uh, in due time. Whereas if you have the more fundamental misconceptions, then then your practice will. Um, we're kind of going the wrong direction. Uh, then we have uh, Paratattva Brahma. So uh, misconceptions about the nature of the Supreme Lord, uh, about Krishna. So, so, so there it's again, it, it's kind of the same thing there. Like the most fundamental thing to understand is that uh, Krishna is our Lord and, and we are his servants. Um, of course, then the, here there are also many uh, aspects of, of fine-tuning. We, we would, for example, not say that someone has an, an anartha if they believe that Krishna comes from Vishnu, but it, it's not what we believe. So, so, so like we have to do some fine-tuning in, uh, in our lineage like when, when we practice our particular form of bhakti. 
but um, yeah, the basic thing is to to not have the misunderstanding that uh, we are Krishna or something like that. Uh, then there is the sadhya and sadhana brahma. So misunderstanding the practice and the goal, uh, how we practice and what we are um, out to achieve uh, in this in this lineage. So uh, the the goal is is prema. Here here it's again. Um, I'm going to repeat this many times. Uh, I feel that's the main thing is that we have to like we we need, we need to understand that we, our goal is love of Godhead, um, and and to get kind of specific but not too specific is um, that we want Vrindavan Bhakti. Then of course there is more fine fine tuning uh like in, in which rasa and so on but um it's also like like here you also can't say that someone has an has an anartha if, if they don't know which which rasa they um they, they think that they they want to um, kind of belong to in, in the end as long as we know that know that it's it's prema that we want that it's selfless selfless love of krishna uh in in Vrindavan that is like then then the like the anartha is is uprooted um to to the extent that we we identify with that and and sadhana um the practice uh there also we have like we, we know that we, like we will have to Put our our heart and soul in, into our practice. Um, that is the 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 basic understanding that we have to have about our practice. Um, then, like of course, there is fine tuning here also. But uh, the main thing is we we have to understand is that we have to put our heart and soul uh, into the practice and not think that, that it will come cheaply. Um, and of course, we have to understand also that it's um, our practice is given by mercy. So, so even though we are practicing, uh, it's still called the um, descending path. So like what we are practicing is to kind of preparing um, our hearts for, uh, for bhakti to appear there. Then there is virhodhi uh, vishai brahma. So, which is to have uh, misunderstandings about what is unfavorable for bhakti. So, so we, uh, so we need to also be clear on what is not going to be helpful for us to to achieve our our ultimate destination. Um, so that is the that is the first. Uh, section of, of Anartas, uh, like the first quarter. So it's about knowledge. And of course, knowledge is um, like there's intellectual, like mental knowledge, and then there's also the, um, 
the kind of like direct experience and understanding of this of this knowledge. Um, like for example, I can uh, like we, like we all know that that we are going to die, for example, and, and that's that's knowledge. But if you if you get diagnosed with something severe and you you get to hear from your doctor that you you're going to die tomorrow, then this becomes more like realized and felt knowledge. Like also uh, to give another illustration, like here in Europe now, like we, like we for example know that there are wars going on in many places of the world, uh, but it, it doesn't really touch us. But then like when when it happens to to, to Ukraine, which is very near to us, then the, the we we kind of get a get more of a sense so, so that is the uh, like of uh of course it's not like being in the war directly which would be the 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 kind of direct uh the direct experience so so of course there is a difference between ex, um, accepting for example that we are tatashta jivas who are servants of krishna that krishna is the supreme lord his form is eternal um uh, that we are we are meant to put our heart and soul into our practice um and that our goal is to achieve selfless love of krishna in vrindavan and and to understand what things will not be favorable to achieve that end and then there's another thing to to directly experience that we are a servant of Krishna, that Krishna is the Supreme Lord, directly ex directly be absorbed in sadhana, uh, to actually feel, like, feel the enthusiasm uh, that we are um, striving for, for uh, Vrindavan Prem, and, and to actually feel like to actually to feel feel that something is unfavorable for 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 bhakti and and to therefore have some kind of distaste for it so so that there are all these levels and there is a continuum and so on um the next section is ridaidor bhalya uh, weakness of the, of the heart which is the second uh, group of anarthas uh, so here, four divisions. The first is Tucha Shakti, um, which means to have attachment for things that are unrelated to, to Krishna Bhakti. And of course, in, in the Bhagavatam, it says that you are in illusion if you think that anything is unrelated uh, to Krishna. Or Krishna says, Krishna says that only only in darkness um, will you think that anything is disconnected from me. So it's um, so our our work is is to to trace out everything's uh, connection with Krishna. How how Krishna is the the root of everything. Uh, and to engage it in his service as we as we engage ourselves in his service and so, like, like it's it's not like 
we're just going to take things and engage them in Krishna's service. It's that we are engaging in Krishna's service, and, and as we go about in the world, we engage whatever we see uh, in Krishna's service as well. Then the the second anartha is uh, of this second category is kutinati, uh, which means deceitfulness, and. Um, this is given in, uh, this is talked about also in uh, Jiva Goswami mentions it in, in Tattva Sandarbha. It's the, the four things that conditioned souls, uh, four, four issues that conditioned souls have. One of them is deceitfulness, that we are, that we, we like to give an image of ourselves that is not, um, that is not real. And we also, of course, uh, tend to kind of cheat ourselves. Um, so, of course, to, to convert uh, this tendency, we need, we need honesty, but, but I mean, we, we need to try, try to be honest, um, but the best way is to, to kind of uh, cultivate kind of uh, sincere friendships, uh, because other people will see things in you that, that, that you you will not see so and, and they can point them out to you like it's it's very hard to to point out things in yourself because um, i mean many things we can see but there are things that we are we have kind of blind spots also uh, as as guru, as my guru maharaj um mentions sometimes like he says it's like on this path um, to, to progress on this path of bhakti, uh, it's it's very difficult with good guidance, like with someone who can, who can see the things in you and point them out, and without good guidance, it's absolutely impossible. And this is, uh, but this this is not not all like only with the the, the diksha guru, uh, like we we can also have just um, honest friends around us in our in our daily life who will uh, who can give us uh, just uh, sincere um, uh, kind of yeah just tell us sincerely what, if we are uh, if we if we are if we are trying to deceive ourselves the third one here is Matsarya, which is envy, and this is something I've been been discussing uh, off and on with uh, my wife Sakirati Devi for the past few months since we recorded a, a podcast about there was a chapter in the Bhagavad Gita where, uh, where where Krishna is telling Arjuna that he is he is revealing this knowledge to Arjuna because Arjuna is not envious. So, so we, we have been discussing a bit uh, what envy is. Because, uh, of course, it has many definitions. And, and also in, in, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, it's, it's um, for example, the uh, the, the qualification to to like really uh, 
get, get the, the most benefit from, from reading the Srimad Bhagavatam is that you should be free from envy. So what is this envy that we have to be free of? That there are very um, uh, kind of uh, strict definitions of this and, 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 and then some more kind of uh, lenient definitions. Uh, the, like, like more more strictly speaking, um, it's like if if you're in this world, it means you have some envy. Of course, un unless you're an, an avatar or something. But uh, envy envy is like the opposite of 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 prema. Uh, so envy. One definition is that is that more than than jealousy, when you you simply want something that someone else has, uh, in envy you don't want the others to have it, even if you can't have it. So you are, yeah, you, you simply you, you wish bad for others, and <laughs> it's um, there's a song where where Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, laments that he is. He's happy when he sees others suffering, and he suffers when he see when he sees other being happy, uh, which which is his his humble his humble assessment of himself. Like <laughs> when you're on, on a level like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, then it's like different. Like we we kind of see things, uh, we we miss things in ourselves that are there. Like we don't catch the things in ourselves that we need to uproot, whereas someone like Bhaktivin Thakur is sincerely feeling things in himself that are not there. Um, but but it's it's a, a symptom of his, his uh, humility, which is um, linked linked with his prema. Um, But yeah, it's, it's um, so, so so envy can take very ugly forms, as for example, like not wanting to not wanting uh, to see others progress in bhakti, for example, or um, yeah, not, not not wishing others well, and of of course this can happen. This can happen unconsciously and um, and kind of innocently but uh, we kind of have to to uproot the like this first one here like if, if we can uproot the attachment for, for things that are unrelated to Krishna bhakti then also also envy will be uprooted because like like envy comes from um, Kind of thinking that that you, you're you're under threat somehow, and and therefore you, like you need to step on others, and if others get something, it it means that it's a loss for you. But uh, but but we have this definition of of the the yogi in the Bhagavad Gita that says that the yogi sees others suffering as his own and others' happiness as his own. Uh, then we have. The last one in this category here is uh, pratishta, which is desire for fame uh, or, or desire for a, a position, 
uh, prestige. Um, like, um, like I think the, the word means something like establishment or established. Uh, for example, when deities are installed, it's called prana pratishta, that you, you establish prana in, in the deity. So, so but, but then like the, the, the bad connotation of the word pratishta is that when, like when you want to be established, um, to kind of have, to kind of, To kind of think that you are the, you are the cause of something like like we are we are all like uh, derived entities from Krishna like any any qualities or talents that we have are are gifts it's it's not that we are the cause of them if I'm um, if uh, if someone can sing for example like of course like like maybe they had to practice but um they they in any way required the circumstances to be able to practice which is not something that they they created it's um everything is uh krishna is the source of everything sarva karana karanam so that is the that is the second section of Anartas. And here I will also kind of give a, a short recap of this. Um, so to have attachment for things that are not related to Krishna, which of course in the beginning, at least you can uproot by seeing how Krishna is the root of everything to, to trace out everything's connection with Krishna. Deceitfulness, um ask uh, ask others um to kind of uh, to help you uh, assess yourself um of course try to be honest try to be introspective matsaryam envy um so how to uproot envy um yeah, of course, uh, that will also be also be done by by seeing how everything everything comes from Krishna, and that that you have nothing to be afraid of. Um, pratishta. Yes, actually, ev everything here. Now that I think about it, everything, all of these foreign artists uh, can be uprooted by um, by acknowledging Krishna as, as the source of everything. So then comes the third category, uh, which is Aparad. Um, so one difference I can see here from uh, Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur's Madhurya Kadambini is that he talks about Aparad as a source of anartas, which which it is, and here Bhaktivinoda Thakur talks about aparads um, as anartas themselves. So so you can see that anartas um, 
an artist come from an artist and they produce further an artist. It's like bhakti comes from bhakti, an artist come from an artist. So, and, and bhakti is what will uh, uproot the an artist. And the four divisions here are uh, Krishna Swarupa Aparad, Nama Aparad, Krishna Tadiya Aparad, and Jiva Aparad. So, so the first uh, anartha in this category is to offend Krishna's form, which can be Krishna's uh, deity form. And then we have a further list of something like 50 ways you can do that. Uh, but you, you can also, like uh, Lord Brahma did, did, he offended Krishna's actual form in, in Vrindavan. And which leads us to, to the next one, that um, which is the Nama Parad, offense towards the holy name. Um, that offending the holy name is... Um, is, uh, is, is worse than offending Krishna's form because it is, uh, as it is described by Rupa Goswami, um, Krishna and his name are non-different from each other, but there is one difference and that is that the holy name is more merciful than Krishna's form. So if you offend Krishna's form, uh, the holy name may still stay with you but if you offend the holy name, um, then you will be um, pushed away. So Lord Brahma offended the form of Krishna, but he was still able to take birth um, uh, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy as uh, Shri Haridas Thakur, and uh, who was famous for, for chanting 24 seven, uh, by which he, uh, purified himself from the from the effects of his of his offenses. Then there is uh, Krishna Tadiya Aparad, which is that is that is actually uh, one of the Nama Aparads, um, but it's singled out here. You can see as as it is the worst one. It is offending Krishna's devotees. Krishna Tadiya means dear to Krishna. There is this verse um, that I believe Padmanabha Maharaj quoted the other week. Aradhananam sarvesham vishnor aradhanam param tasmat parataram devi tadiyanam samarchanam. That the highest form of worship is to worship Vishnu. And therefore to worship uh, what is dear to Vishnu is, is the supreme worship. Uh, so, so, so offending Krishna's form, Krishna's name may still stay with you. Um, but if you offend Krishna's name, and especially in the form of offending Krishna's devotees, because Krishna's devotees are the ones who are who are chanting the name, who are giving the name, um, that is, um, that is as, as, Guru Maharaj, as my Guru Maharaj 
uh, says it's biting the hand that feeds you. So it's very, um, uh, uh, I mean, to use um, an understatement, it's, it's very inappropriate. It's um, Krishna would be very, very hurt by that. And then there is Jiva Aparad. So uh, we should not only be careful to not offend Krishna's devotees, but we, should, we shouldn't offend anyone because uh, everyone is uh, a servant of Krishna. Um, in the end, uh, even uh, jivas in this world who have not been been touched by, by bhakti yet, they are still they have some they have some kind of service function for Krishna in this world, and and Krishna is is in them. There there's this verse in the Bhagavatam that says that if if you if you worship the deity but you are uh, behaving bad towards the, the general public, then you are, it is as if you are throwing um, uh, hot coals on Krishna, like the, the embers from the fire. It's like you're throwing that on him rather than, let's say, fanning him. So those are uh, the four divisions of Aparad. Uh, Krishna's form, Krishna's name, and specifically Krishna's devotees, and then uh, jivas in general. Uh, then the fourth category of anartas is uh, is called asat trishna, and it is material desires. And we already had in the ridai dorbalya section. Um, to have attachment for things that are unrelated to Krishna. So th this is very, very similar, but it, it's in, in its, its own, it has its own category here. And the four uh, subdivisions here is, this is a, a very difficult word. The first one is Aihi Kesvaisana. Aihi Kesvaisana. And it is desire for material objects. And of course, anyone who has heard our Guru Maharaj's lectures, this is something he emphasizes a lot, how, how we, uh, we kind of project ourselves into material objects and we therefore think that material objects have value. It, it begins, of course, with um, the body in classical Vedanta. We, we, um, we project our consciousness in, into a material body and we think then that the body has value. In the same way, we, we, we then further project uh, our, ourselves really in, into material things and we call them my, uh, my pen, for example. Uh, Then the, the second one is paratrikeshu, which is desire for heavenly comforts. Um, and of course, um, 
I guess that could be either in this world or or like actually desiring to, to go to like heavenly planets where you're enjoying for thousands of years. Um, it's um, it, it, I've heard people like make this kind of uh, like if, if people don't if people don't have a hard time like believing in actual heavenly planets or hellish planets. Uh, you can just look at this world and you can see hellish conditions and heavenly conditions. So, so like desire for these heavenly conditions, heavenly comforts is, is an art. And uh, of course, it's also um, hellish conditions are like are also an artist. So we need we need to, we need the uh, the golden middle path, as it, as it's called in in, in Buddhism. Because in, if you have heavenly comforts, then you're 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 too comfortable to make progress because you become um, what's that word uh, complacent. And if you're in a hellish condition, then you're in too much suffering to to be able to focus on, on spiritual practice. So it is. Uh, it is in the middle that, that, that we can make progress when um, we don't suffer too much and we don't we don't have too much comfort. So the next the third one here is Bhuti Vancha, which is mystic powers, the desire for mystic powers. And I guess this could be like innocent things like, oh, like I wish I could. Um, I wish I could uh, go back and backwards in time or something like that to fix something. Or, um, but, but but then there's also like actual yogic practices to to achieve mystic powers, like being able to uh, walk through walls or something like that. It's 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 just. Um, uh, diverting our focus from 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 Krishna, uh, and the last one is mumuksha, liberation, a desire for liberation, and and of course, uh, not many people have this uh, real mumuksha, um, like it's described. Like there is this story, for example, of. Uh, I think it's uh, at least in some versions of the story it's uh, the Buddha is, is asking someone no so someone is asking the Buddha why he is not liberated yet like like uh, this person this person is asking I, I'm not liberated like how, how can I like I, I have practiced so much and but I'm still not liberated so, so the Buddha brings him to a lake and uh, and holds holds his head under the water uh, until until this student is al almost drowning and then he the, the Buddha pulls him up and he tells him that uh, the reason you're not you're not enlightened yet or not liberated yet is that 
uh, you are not desiring enlightenment uh, with the same intensity as you were desiring air when you were underwater. Um, so, so, so imagine if you have have that kind of desire for for uh, liberation, then it it would be difficult to to practice Krishna Bhakti and 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 desire um, desire eternal service in in uh, Goloka Vrindavan, for example. But 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 also also in general, uh, since our material life is, is said to run on two tracks that of um attachment and renunciation like we uh, we, we try to enjoy things and then they are not what we thought they would be so we uh, renounce them but then we uh another desire comes so we chase after that and then when we get that then uh we realize again that, that it's not uh, what we thought it would be, for example. So, uh, so it is kind of half of our material life also, this, this kind of um, uh, desire to, to give up uh, and, and renounce. And, uh, and, and that would also, also be a, a problem on the path of bhakti because we're not going to attain perfection at once. So, so we're, we're going to have to kind of sit through all those mo moments where we feel like uh, we're not going anywhere, nothing is happening. Uh, we have to still uh, commit to our practice, even when, even when, it, when it's not um, enjoyable. Um, and also, and then on the other hand, we also have to uh, enjoy when we are given um, something to enjoy. It's, it's uh, for example, prasadam that then we can't say that we can't like renounce that, and uh, because it it will be an an, an offense to bhakti, for example. Um, and that is. Uh, because we, we can also have that that misunderstanding that it's um, uh, it's something material uh, like I mean it's 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 easy to to have the, the misunderstanding that, that prashadam is material but, but but that is one example that 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 my guru Maharaj gave us for example if you're asked to fast for example um, because it's a fasting day on the Vaishnava calendar, then like that's where you have to um, like renounce um, renounce pleasure, and then when you are given prasadam, that's when you have to accept pleasure. So it's um, it, it is said also for, for the path of bhakti, you can't be too renounced and you can't be too uh, too detached. So, so yes, I think that's um, that's a good introduction to Anarda. So, so th these are the things um, that ev everyone has to go go through the uh, 
this this conversion and then when when, when a tradition like Gaudiya Vaishnavism goes from uh, from the east to the west then there may be further things um, that we need to we need to um, turn around so to speak like we, we need to 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 change on uh, like levels where maybe which are maybe more natural to someone who's who's living where this this tradition appeared but but there are guru Maharaj mentions that there are uh, pros and cons both with uh, being born in india or being born in, in the west when it comes to, comes to your practice uh, also that there is uh, an example that comes to mind of uh, swami sadananda who asked his uh, Gurudev Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, or he, he told his Guru, Gurudev that I wish I was born in India so that I would be born uh, and naturally just like learn these concepts from birth. And Bhaktisiddhanta told him that you haven't missed out on anything, like because it, it's better that you kind of come with a clean slate when it comes to um, uh, uh, Shastra, uh, because uh, you may very well grow up in India and 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 um, and think that you understand Shastra, um, which may be more of a, more of a problem than when you when you just acknowledge from the beginning that you don't understand Shastra and then you uh, learn it from a good source. So, okay, I will stop here. Uh, if anyone has any comments or questions or anything, then you can unmute yourselves. Haribol. Haribol. Hey, thank you for the class. Um, I, I have a question. Like uh, you mentioned in the beginning of your talk that uh, that also pious activities and even bhakti can cause anarthas. So could mm. you explain that a little bit more? I didn't quite catch that part. Thank you. Thank you. For the question. Yes. So this is um, this is uh, uh, commented on. I mean, this is elaborated further on in. Uh, uh, Madhurya Kadambini, and I can try to see what I remember from reading and hearing hearing about those. Um, so, for example, uh, if, if you do if you do good karma, so, so that, that that's the same as pious activities. Uh, that will that will further your. Uh, um, entanglement in this world, but in in a in a pleasant way, like you will have you will have good um, good results from that, like uh, pleasing results from that, and uh, and it may be things that you become attached to that are not um, that you may not relate with Krishna. I mean. Um, 
because I was going to say that are not related with Krishna, but and of course everything is related with Krishna, but you may see, uh, for example, if, if you see yourself as the cause of those pious activities, um, you may then get good karma and get attached to things and not see them in relation to Krishna, for example. And then that will be uh, an, an artha from uh, pious activities. And then from bhakti, I think, I think I've mainly heard modern examples of that. For example, you have, uh, there are many, many good kirtan singers uh, that may get um, very popular because they are, they, they sing very nicely and um, there, there can be on both sides there that the listeners are are listening to them rather for their musicality than for their for their bhakti uh, or they're actually uh, sincerely ap uh, appreciating the bhakti and and um, and the, these kirtan singers become um, popular and famous and that may um, they may become attached to this fame rather than rather than um, the, the, the bhakti that is, uh, that, that was like the uh, beginning, the, the, the actual like motive of their, of their singing. So, so that's one example that's given. Is that helpful? <laughs> Okay, so then I think we can end here. Thank you all very much for listening. And uh, I am pretty sure I'll be back next Saturday. Uh, that was the plan. Gaura Premanande, Hari Haribo, Vancha Kalpa Tarubias Chakripa Sindubia Eva Chapatitanam Pavane Bio Vaishnave Sri Man Sri Amananda Prabhu Ki Chai.